Warning. What you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. I was thinking while you were complaining about children in a in a store, that would have been a good segue into talking about the good son, but it was such a nice conversation. I didn't want to interrupt it with this filthy old podcast. <laughs> we could uh, we could record a fake segue right now and then just stitch them together. No, we're already doing it. Like this oh, is it. I this is it. Recording. That's why I took that long pause. Oh, <laughs> well, fine. So you weren't even recording that other stuff. So no, it's fine. It's, it's just, null and void. Just a couple of dudes chatting and enjoying each other's company. Uh. Two dudes who can barely stay awake right now. You can't see the line anymore. That's what no. I love about it. Oh, man. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Trash Sheep Podcast. I am Keith. No, I'm Elliot. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I am, like I said, I am about to pass the fuck out. I am so exhausted. Uh, but I am Elliot, joined by Keith. You're working those... Uh late nights at the uh, flamingo club downtown i am yeah <laughs> jimmy small fingers won't let me off shift until you know the wee hours <sighs> oh uh, man yeah what where did you say this is the trash sheet podcast it's a trash sheet podcast it's a show about something i don't know yeah we're uh, we're watching those movies giving those discarded gems a second chance and we're out to prove once and for all there are no garbage movies only garbage opinions yeah well there we go and it's the holiday season it's happy the- holidays keith holiday movie viewing season and we're here to argue about die hard let's get into it i'm I'm really i am so sick of that shit it used to be so fun and quirky to to bring that up to people and now it's man really just beating it into the ground I like yeah. I used to the same thing. I used to be like, is 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 Die Hard a Christmas movie? I used to like say like go on the side of like, yeah, sure, it's fun. Why not? It's a fun for it to be a Christmas movie. The debate has gotten so real and serious that I fucking hate it, and I am now staunchly in the camp of like, it is not. Don't even talk to me. I have I have no discussion here. Well, and the minecart has gotten just so like out of control. Uh, at its terminal velocity yeah. that now people are like oh have you seen this movie where there's a shot of a christmas card sitting on a table christmas movie right it's like any if any amount of cuteness and fun about the idea is just it's like the same fucking thing where like people are like is a hot dog a sandwich like i don't care yes yeah, online discourse is the yeah is the disease and yeah only a worldwide power outage is the cure yeah oh man hey speaking of worldwide power outages uh i saw a trailer this morning for a movie called out of the dark uh-huh which has nothing to do with actual power outages it takes place and it's like a prehistoric like stone age caveman horror movie that looks pretty fucking cool huh? yeah the trailer just dropped the, today i think um uh it looks yeah it looks pretty rad you should check you should check it out if you haven't haven't seen it what's the your trailer. source for movie trailers these days oh i just was like turned on went on youtube and it was just popped up 
So the al- you're so, relying on the algorithm to feed. I mean, you. to a various degree. I mean, I mean, I check. There's a couple like movie news websites that I check periodically, and I'll be like, oh, here's a trailer for this, you know. Um, but like, I yeah, I usually let them come to me for the most part. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was asking me about oh, who who has the good trailers these days. Remember how we used to? It used to be Apple trailers had right. You know, it was always exciting when they came out with something new. And it wasn't just, like, big blockbusters. Mm-hmm. It was, like, all kinds of stuff. And no, they got pretty much, like, everything. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who my source is these days. That's a tough question. So thought I'd ask you. Yeah, no, just let it come. It just fell into my lap this morning. But it looks pretty cool. There's a, uh, there is a couple, like, shots in it that I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Is this just a really well-cut-together trailer? But by the end of it, I was just like, I think this is going to be pretty rad. Or at least, like, a fun time. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. I think I've I already that. forgotten the title. Out of the Dark. Oh, yeah, that's pretty... They should have called it, like, Danger Cave or something like that. Something with <laughs> a little pizzazz. Danger Cave. Danger Cave. <laughs> I'm in. So that's, that's uh, I guess, the movie that I'm interested in, in seeing. Yeah, the big hubbub is uh, Civil War. Oh, that looked good, too. I didn't looked... think so. No? No, I thought it looked... Pr- it was shot pretty ugly. Yeah. And huh. nobody's wearing any, like, uh, homemade masks or, like, you know, they don't have any, like, car parts glued to their, right. their jacket or anything, so... Right. Well, you know, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're not trying to compete with the new Mad Max movie, which... I guess the new Fur for Furiosa movie. You mean a Mad Max tale, right? Which <laughs> I, I don't know. I I I loved. We I think this is not a hot take to say I loved Fury Road, but it was pretty amazing. And this looks just like more Fury Road. So oh, I'm gonna watch it, but they yeah. definitely didn't need to tack on that stupid. Oh, I hated that. Like a Furiosa, a Mad Max saga or whatever. Yeah, just yeah. in case you couldn't tell by looking at the fucking movie. And the movie you already saw that had this character in it. Yeah, prominently featured. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Yeah, but, no, I thought Civil War, though, like the... Uh, it looked pretty good. Uh, it looked like a combination of just like, oh, it's like, oh, we're making a social commentary, but it's also like going to deliver the action goods. Uh, I like Alex Garland for the most part. I liked uh, Ex Machina. I really liked uh, Annihilation. Yeah. I did not like Men. I thought that was a really weak payoff to the premise. I was like, it looked intriguing, watched it, and I was just kind of like, well, that's kind of just went nowhere. Uh, Like, I was excited to see it, and then I didn't care for it. Like, started out strong and then just kind of fizzled. Um. But, yeah, I'd watch those movies. I'd watch most movies. Uh, we did watch a movie, though, for the show. And, you know, it's a he, Macaulay Culkin. He just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right? A true legend of the game. And in honor of his achievement, his recognition, we are doing a Macaulay Culkin movie. And you might think it's Home Alone 2, given the fact that we're so close to Christmas. Or but we're going to do Buck. Uncle Buck. Well, you know what? This movie does take place during winter break. So I guess it fits in. We're talking about The Good Son. 
Where were you when Macaulay Culkin uttered the immortal line, If I let you go, do you think you could fly? I mean, I was probably just sitting on my couch and watching that like as a uh, commercial on TV. And it signaled a complete shift. Yeah. In culture, in morality, and in the way American children thought and behaved. Everything changed in that moment. I mean, there was, so this was Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> turn from a delightful young child star to like a, he was in an R-rated domestic thriller about a murderous young boy. Basically uh, a thriller where they took uh, two two men and just substituted shrunk them down. children. Yeah. Yeah, just like shrunk them, like to the shrink ray, made them into little tiny guys yeah, at the shrink ray. Um, no, I do remember there being like a huge, huge hubbub about this when it came out because everyone was like freaking out because my parents were like, my kids want to watch this movie but it, because they like Macaulay Culkin because of Home Alone, but this movie isn't appropriate for kids. I'm like, yeah, that's why it's rated R. Yeah. Like, just don't take your kids to it. They don't have to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, or let them see it. Like, let them not be babies forever. Yeah, you got to deal also, with I'm these issues su- sometime. I'm actually kind of surprised that this movie is rated R because it's not very violent. Like most of the violence happens off, off screen. Macaulay Culkin says "fuck" once. You know, but that's really the only swearing. And uh, yeah, this seems like a solid PG thirteen movie. Yeah, I could see that. I think probably just due to the, the freshness of the subject matter. Right. Uh, the the level of cruelty exhibited by these children towards each other. Probably sure, yeah. like, yeah, we better do it just in case. Yeah. Let's say just so you know, no, don't take your kids to see this movie because it has Macaulay Culkin in it. Yeah, if you're thinking this is the follow-up to Home Alone, or even I mean it could be the follow-up to Uncle Buck. Like these are the consequences of spending too much time with Uncle Buck, but uh, it's definitely right. not a follow-up to Home Alone. So the general premise of this movie is, for those of you who are not aware, is Elijah Wood, little baby Elijah Wood, uh, pre-Frodo. Same haircut as Frodo, but a few years years earlier. uh, His mom just dies of cancer. His dad has to go... His mom dies immediately. Like, that is the the opening scene, is his mom just, like, kicking the bucket. He says, almost verbatim, you're going to be fine. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. I promise. Smash, Smash cut, cut to her ashes getting spread all over the fucking <laughs> yeah. Utah desert. <laughs> it is almost like a, it is. You put in some like music over there and it is uh, it is a Farley Brothers uh, Jim Carrey comedy. Yeah. You know, scene. So then his dad has to go close the deal of his life in Japan. Doesn't want to leave his kid alone right after his mom uh, dies but that's gonna set them up financially so that he never has to leave again right so he goes and sends him off to stay with his uncle and psychotic cousin played by macaulay culkin um, that's the general premise of the movie so i got a couple questions for you one did you see this movie when it came out no i lied about seeing it when it first to, came out to impress your friends yeah because everybody was talking about it and i was like well i can't if i just keep saying no i haven't seen it like everyone's gonna 
And so I did that thing where I was like, yeah, I saw it. And then, you know, they would uh, talk about like a part of the movie. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. That was my favorite part. But they probably made up scenes just to expose me, you know. Right. Like, like that never happened. Yeah. No one ever called me out specifically, but I'm sure there was a lot of chatter. Okay. So you didn't see when it came out. Had you seen it prior to yesterday when we watched this movie? Not in its entirety. Like I had caught it on TV a handful of times in bits and pieces, but never seen it like the full piece of business. I've never, I'd never seen it before. Oh, wow. Never. Uh, this was first time out. So it was completely fresh for me. I mean, I remembered lots of stuff from the trailer. Cause like you said that like the, if I let you go, I, I could think you would, would fly type of thing. Um, that was pretty iconic line from the trailer and it was pretty like drilled into our brains. Mm-hmm. But other than that, this is completely fresh for me. Second question. How do you feel about Home Alone? And how do you feel about Home Alone 2? Are you a fan? Are you think they're overrated? And do you think uh, one's better than the other? I like Home Alone a lot. I think yeah. it's very good. And I think it's very good for a lot of different reasons as a kid versus an adult. Like, yes. obviously, your perspective changes. You see it in a lot in a different way. But I think it's very good. I wouldn't call it timeless, but if there's anything like. Like, it's as close to timeless as you're going to get. Yeah. Without some of the, you know, the the era-specific, you know, pop culture references and things like that. It's pretty dang close. And I imagine one day it will kind of go the way of uh, A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, so period-specific that it seems like a fucking relic. Right. But uh, the performances are awesome. All the characters are entertaining as shit. All the scenarios are fun. And there's even a little bit of heart behind it. I think it's a great yeah. movie. Home Alone yeah. 2, however, is a fucking a bullshit nonsense. Like That's an idea that like movie guys think is cool. Like It's, it's the producer's idea of cool like oh you're a kid you lost in new york city you can go get us big slice of pizza and yeah you know go to fucking empire state building and you know uh i don't know dance the charleston on top of uh the statue of liberty or some bullshit like that i don't like it i think it's pretty stupid Mm -hmm. and it's also like it's just full of like oh the big city's a dangerous place and it's full of crime and blah 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 and how could a kid survive on their own and right that might be an interesting premise in a movie with actual like stakes and consequences but as like a fun holiday comedy it's pretty stupid the only also, memorable scene is the talk boy yeah so which is also kind of a weird thing though because they just invented a toy for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, and not even like a device that uh, didn't already exist, but they just right. sort of like remixed it. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was very weird. Because I remember being like, when it came out, I was like, is this a real thing? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not. And then it eventually became a real thing. I wanted it so bad. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on the first one. I think it has held up remarkably well. Uh, I think it's like refreshing how mean spirited it is for, for for a movie of its kind. You know what I mean? 
the sequel is a movie that oddly enough, I agree with like pretty much everything you've said about it, but it's a movie that oddly enough, I like more now than when it came out. Oh my God. Just when it came out, I was just like, kind of like, this is bullshit. Like this is the same movie to a T it's not, but not as good. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's not good, but it's fine. I think if you took out the fact, you know, cause he also has like in the first one, he like, he gets like, you know, befriends old man McGinty or whatever. Marley. Marley and uh, like finds out he's not a child murderer and like becomes yeah. friends with him. And, you know that's fine, but he does almost the exact same thing with the bird lady in this one. Yeah. Yeah. If you cut out that subplot, I think this movie would be quite a bit better. Uh, not a, still not great. Not not nowhere near the first one, but it would be better. Yeah. Anyway, now in ultimate rankings, where you put Good Son next to the Home Alone movies. Excellent question. I think it's The Good Son is better than Home Alone 3 and 4. It might be just ahead of Home Alone 2 in terms of like holiday hijinks and entertainment factor. I will say I definitely enjoyed this movie more than Home Alone 2. I don't know that I enjoyed it per se, but it is an effective thriller in the 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 most Hitchcockian tradition. <laughs> I will never forget the. <laughs> I know what scene you're talking about. You don't. Know. <laughs> I I know what scene you're talking about. Are you talking about the therapist's office scene? Well, it's that whole sequence where he shows up at the therapist's office, just like like uh, confidently leering at Elijah Wood. And yeah. then later on, they're at the house, and he implies that he poisoned the food, so Elijah Wood is just maniacally throwing everything down the garbage. <laughs> and they're like, look, Mom and Dad, look, he's gone crazy. I don't know what came over him. <laughs> it's like... He's got, like, an entire, like, like a fresh, like serving bowl of spaghetti for the entire family and he's about to just shove it down the garbage <laughs> so uh, yeah like i think this movie is effective like it works like as you're saying as like as an effective thriller at times you know a schlocky one but no i'm enough. laughing but it's very yeah. good it has like, all the, the tension of any yeah. like adult thriller yes but, but it's that mixed with some of just the most ridiculous like goofy shit so you get like this kind of like double-sided movie where it's yeah. like it's equally just kind of like I'm like watching along with it and engaged and also laughing at it, you know. Yeah, eventually Which, he becomes uh, Macaulay Culkin's character of Henry becomes so diabolical that you're like, wait a second, how did he get to the therapist? Oh yeah, there's tons of stuff like where he shows up at the hospital at night yeah, by himself like and his mom. Night, and the mom's reaction is so she's just like, what are you doing up? Like, As aren't if you... he just like strolled down. <laughs> yeah, I got up at midnight and like went down to the hospital by himself. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. So this is a movie like one opening titles, like are, they're just in that little font that like seems like just it's the marker font that's used in the like, full house credits. Yes, it's like Windows ninety five marker font. If it would have been yellow, like you could have yeah. just put the full house song over it, and it would have been. Indistinguishable. So in this instantly, you know, before we actually get to the the movie itself, like you're like, am I watching a TV movie? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get to it, like, no, this is a real movie. Uh, but just like that, and I the I don't know if you caught this, but I was like directed by Joseph Rubin, and I was like, oh, who is that? I know that name. 
I know that name. What else has he done? A little movie we did on the show called Dreamscape, which, I mean, that movie was a complete slog. So, I mean, at least he uh, stepped up, stepped up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but... Much, but yeah, much then we stronger just... chops exhibited here, I think. Right. Because this like is you a said, very briskly paced, like, yeah. tight, like... It's, a, it's an hour and 29 minutes. Yeah. And it's just like, it moves, everything happens. Like I saying, like, regardless of the fact that the premise is a little ridiculous and all this stuff, you're just like, I don't care, I'm just having fun. Yeah, and even in the moments where you, like, need to reflect or they're kind of lingering with emotional beats or whatever... They just tap on the brakes a little bit, but it never mm-hmm. really, like... Like, one of the scenes early on where Elijah Wood is uh, at the house and he goes into the dead baby's room. Right. Because he's like, what is this room? There isn't an extra kid here. And he's just sort of kind of looking around, like, trying to put the pieces together. Right. And then immediately closes the door and he's out running and playing and the story continues. But it's right. a nice, just, like, brief, like, slowdown. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, like, there's things about this, like, it's so much fun in the sense of, like, how quickly we hit the ground running, you know, with stuff, but it all that also brings up questions, like, Elijah Wood shows up, and pretty much instantly Macaulay Culkin is, like, doing horrible things, right? Yeah, that, actually, that, uh, the treehouse scene, the one, the famous one from the trailer is, like, pretty yeah. early on. That's, like, the first scene of, that's, like, the, the first scene after, like, they get there to the, when he gets to the new house. It's, like, the next day. Yeah, they don't even build up to it. It's, like, right. he's, like, which in let you go? In the movie itself, it plays quite differently than it did in the trailer, right? Where it's kind of, like, it's more just, like, kind of, like, playful mm-hmm. rather than threatening, but then you find out it is threatening later. And obviously they allude to the fact, that which later gets confirmed, that he, like, drowned his little brother and stuff. But he's doing, like, bad shit to an extent that it's, like, when I was watching it at the beginning, so, like, did you never, how have you never gotten busted before? Like, did you just start now? He's like, I've been waiting years for my cousin's mom to die and my uncle to go to Japan so he gets sent to live with me so I can start killing people and blame it on him. Yeah. You know? It's like, and like he shows, like and he, when, he, when Elijah Wood shows up and like Macaulay Culkin like pops out of the stairwell with that like, sinister mask that he made out of like paper mache. He goes, I made one for both of us. So, so we, we can, can be, be brothers. And they put them on and it looks like they're going to make out. Yeah, they're just staring at each there other. There are multiple scenes where it's like if you walked into the room out of context, you're like, are these two kids about to make out with each other? Or <laughs> <laughs> they're just like inches away from each other's face, like looking at each other rather ambiguously, you know? Yeah. Quite a riot. Um, it's a wild interaction between these two young actors, though, because both of these kids have the like chops like way ahead of their years, and like there's right. no reason, especially Elijah Wood. Like there's, it's kind oh. of baffling the fact that he is able to handle uh, so much of this serious, kind of heavy subject matter in such a mature way, and like, yeah. really like his level of like emotion on display and like showing grief and even like reacting in you know like when he's like uh sort of puffing up his chest and like threatening to kill macaulay culkin and retaliate and protect his family and all this stuff it's like it's weird it feels like you know adult actors 
Right. I've always thought that Macaulay Cole or no, um, Elijah Wood is an underrated actor. Yeah. You know, I mean, like currently operating today, I'm just like, he's he's great, and you know, he's just kind of always just kind of like, oh, it's just Elijah Wood. Like he's just a guy who's in stuff sometimes. The only thing that's working against him now is that his sort of body and face is sort of trapped in this like half boy, half insect man. <laughs> look and like when sure. he was a kid it was like if it, it, everything was remarkable but now right. he's sort of like frozen in this weird in between yeah i mean state sure i mean but like to what degree is like is that just his fault or the fact that we only have certain types of characters in movies right like okay he's short i guess he can't be an a, a leading man unless he's a hobbit you know yeah right like that's kind of uh I don't know. I mean, but still, like, if there was just a, grand, a greater variety of types of roles, I feel like that those features wouldn't actually work against them, but would be a benefit, you know? No, but it does kind of limit, like, it's not like he could do, like, a, like, Nicolas Cage can jump into these movies where he's, like, older and grizzled mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of slows down his performance and does all this stuff, but Elijah Wood can't really do that. Right. And, you know, it's funny I mentioned that. They were in a movie together. Oh, yeah. It was like The Trust or something. Yeah. Or... yeah. Was that like an a... incredible trailer, but the movie did not. Yeah, I didn't see it, but it did look like, yeah, the trailer looked solid. Yeah. It was no, it was only okay? <clears throat> yeah. It's a, like a moderate. Like if you're really curious, I would say watch it, but otherwise it's not going to. I don't even remember anything from it. Well, he's also like he, uh, Elijah Wood has kind of carved out a, a particular niche for himself where you know he produces a lot of movies he, and like he's yes. really into he's really into horror movies like as a fan and but also so that kind of trans he does translate well to like an actor in horror movies um and you know he produced mandy he produced he's producing all types of all types of stuff uh, even stuff he's not in and um uh, you know, so I think, that, and he's on that show, Yellow Jacket. So he is like consistently working and finding roles. I just think his skills are kind of underrated. Yeah, he's and great. Yeah. He's definitely one of us. Yeah, I'd let him stay at my house if he needed a place to stay. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, like normally, I, like I generally don't like people are like, oh, this actor's an asshole. I'm like, who cares? I'm not hanging out with him. He's not my friend. I'm just going to see his movie. Yeah. Right. But it's like he does, Elijah Wood does generally come across as a genuinely nice guy. But if he was staying with me, there would always mm-hmm. be the fear in the back of my mind that he might like be like, hey, come over here. I want to show you something. And then like show me something really weird online. Mm-hmm. You know, like he seems like that type. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think so. And I like he like, was this guy isn't dangerous, but like, I don't know if I'd really want to like hang out with him all the time. <laughs> right. Like he was like the kind of kid who was always on like rotten.com. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, check it out. You yeah, want to like see a human. You, when you sent me that video of the guy's head. What are you talking about? Remember you sent me a video one time of the, uh, the guy who had like the empty skull and it's like filled with maggots. Oh yeah, I do remember that. That's you. You're the guy. <laughs> well, that was just more like the thing. It was like, why am I watching this horrible video? And then he just like gets up. Yeah, and he's like talking, and and you're like, oh, that guy's still alive. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Yeah, that was more of a just kind of a like a what I wasn't even like looking for something like that, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, 
it was just popped up in my algorithm and i was just like what is going on and i was like i have to i i have to know that i'm not the only one seeing this type of thing yeah all right i don't send you videos like that it's not a thing i do i it's a thing i did but it's not a thing i do it's not like they're like oh eric i'm afraid to open this text from elliot it might be something weird uh, okay but back to this movie as good as uh, Elijah Wood is, this is Macaulay Culkin's show here. Right. Which, you know, I mean, like, I don't know, like, how, there's, okay, I actually think he is good in the movie, yet at the same time, the way he's playing the role and the way people react to him is not appropriate. Like, he is never, like, he's convincing as an actor, but as a character, his lies are never convincing. And everyone just, everyone, not just his family, just takes everything he says at face value. Yeah, and I understand, like, we're supposed to recognize that the parents are kind of still under this fog of grief from losing mm-hmm. their child, specifically the mom. And so she's turning a blind eye to a lot of his behavior and just kind of letting him run wild. Right. Like, he does enough high-profile stuff. Yeah. That, and, and it's implied that he's been getting away with it for a long time. Like, no right. way. Like, he he is sort of, like, looking to get caught. Well, he also has, like, that shack on his parents' property. Yeah. That's, like, filled with all of his, like, homemade murder weapons and, and like, uh, like traps and shit. And that is my, and, of his crimes. Yeah, that no one has ever gone into. Yeah, and like when the mom finally does towards the end of the movie, he's like, "What are you doing in here, I mom?" Do. I really like that scene because yeah. the way she reacts is like how so. It was like a scene out of like Silence of the Lambs or something, <laughs> right? Where she's like actually fearful of this like three foot tall like wiener. <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god, Elijah Wood is right. My son is a murderer." Yeah, you know, because here is actually I think the way you know this movie normally would have been structured, you know. Uh, or in a way that wouldn't bring up these so many questions is it would be something like Elijah Wood, rather than Elijah Wood's mom dying, it would be Macaulay Culkin's mom dying. Right. But he didn't, she didn't die. He actually like killed her, but he just hasn't been caught yet. And he gets sent to live with Elijah Wood and his family. Yeah. Right. And then he starts doing bad things and trying and like framing make it, the other kid. right yeah that's and a then much the, better like riff on the title and the parent and the parents would be doing things like hey his mom's just died you like what do you like you have to be nice to him like yeah you're, you're treating him so poorly you know it's just like you're just jealous that he's here you know but like in the tensions away from you but like he's dealing with all this shit and you're being a bad cousin right yeah. that would be the way like this scenario would be like would fall out in a more like believable way where it's just like the mom is like i just never I just never walked into this building two feet away from my back door with all these all these death weapons in it. Yeah. But that being said, like to me, that's one of the things that makes this movie fun is that the fact that the mom never did just like look, obviously look into this like murder chamber. No, she spends all her time like out on this uh, sort of cliff, you know, staring forlornly out into the ocean, like, right? Mourning the the loss of her child. Correct. She's way too busy. And then the dad is just sort of a like a he's a real apple cinnamon cheerio, just kind of yeah, drier than toast. Like, well, he's a big hotshot at the at the hospital. You know, he doesn't have time to. He is. Yeah. 
What does he do at the hospital? He's like, you know, he's like some sort of like they they it's not it's uh it's mentioned briefly, but he's like, oh, I have to go to the hospital because and then like after Macaulay Culkin throws his sister into the ice water and she's remember the dad's already there and he's like working. Oh, like he's like she's fine, you know. Oh, interesting. Uh, must have yeah, looked he, away in that. Moment. It's very it's very like kind of like briefly like mentioned, you know. It's not yeah. s- super clear. I do really um, like the little subplot of Elijah Wood bonding with Macaulay Culkin's sister. Yeah. You know, just playing games and reading stories. And, like, you can see him kind of, like, sort of healing a little bit by, like, mm-hmm. having a kid sister. Like, yeah. Like, it, it kind, of, kind of is comforting to him. And then Macaulay Culkin sees that vulnerability and is like, oh, that's the cheese. Like, this is how I can, I can continue to fuck with him and... You know, I can get it. Right. Uh, and it's pretty cool. Like that scene where uh, Macaulay Culkin's like, what are you going to do? Stay up all night? And then he ends up like sleeping on the floor yeah, uh, next to the bed. That's pretty cool. These are the thing. These are like very adult scenarios. And right. like some of them are a little like, oh, would you really be mature enough uh, to kind of emote this way and like process these feelings and kind of plan ahead? And, and, you know, this sort of chess game, like, is it really believable between t- two kids of this age? They, well, do, I mean, they do enough in the movie that it mostly yeah. is, actually. <laughs> I mean, also the fact that it's kind of like Macaulay Culkin's is like, he's not really outwitted at the end. His plans just keep falling apart because they're the plans of a little kid. Right. You know, he's like, he's like, okay, I got this strategy now, right? You're like, I've been getting away with this shit. But like his final plan of like killing his mom and making it look like an accident because she's on to him is a very bad plan, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't, and obviously it doesn't end up working in his favor, but yeah. So it's like, it's, it's believable in that sense. He's like, he's still like, he might be this criminal mastermind, but he's still a child criminal mastermind. Yeah. And, and he's also just like a little, a little boy. Yeah. So actually maybe the least believable thing is when he shoves her, like he sort of body checks her off the cliff. Yeah. In the climax, I'm like, mm. which in that scene, you can so blatantly see the safety wire. Yeah. And the, the the stunt person actually even grabs hold of it to the point where I thought it was like, oh, was there a rope there? And, the, you know, there was that was over there and that she's supposed to catch herself on the rope. But it's not. It's just yeah. it's just like <laughs> uh, should have gotten to take two on that one. How did she she legitimately falls over the cliff? Mm hmm. And is just barely saved by, like, a shitty branch. How right. did she get back up? She climbs. It's, a, it's you know, there's a lot of crags in that in that thing. She, I like, totally you know, she... blocked it out. Like, I remember yeah. her hands, like, all scuffed up and kind of reaching and whatever, but... Yeah. Wow. Like, she's in rough shape when she gets back up, you know, yeah. but she's like... And it takes a while, because she's only, like, maybe, like, 10 feet below the, the ledge. You 15 know... Feet. After the movie ended, I was kind of thinking about, like, my stance on this. And for a minute, I was like, oh, no, this is a two-scene movie. It's it's the treehouse scene, and then it's mm-hmm. the final scene where she has to make a choice between right. saving one of the two boys. Yeah. And uh, But now that we're chatting about it, I, I, I don't think that's... That's just a... That would have been a maybe a fun hot take to have but it's definitely right. not true well i mean and this movie i don't think isn't like an all-time classic by any means i don't but, know it might be i mean 
in the sense that like this is a movie I could definitely watch multiple times. Yeah. You know, particularly if, if in the situations where it's like low investment, you know, like if flipping through the channels was still a thing and I'm folding laundry or doing whatever and I come across the good son, I'm stopping. Yeah. Type of type of type of thing. Like because it is entertaining enough, it's like we said you said earlier, it's very brisk and it, it has enough like meaty like deliver the good moments to uh you can also watch it in different ways like if you want to watch this from the perspective of like a slasher movie you kind of mm-hmm. can yeah it has enough kills and now i'm wondering too like i want to sort of like if you're looking at this as like a three movie series right which movies is it is it home alone the good son and saw <laughs> or is it is it uncle buck uh, the good son and saw or like how does that like how do they all they seemingly kind of all fit together i see i can see the uh i'm gonna watch uncle Bu- i haven't seen uncle buck in a long time but i saw like some clips from it the other day and i was like "Ooh, i gotta rewatch this i can see the turns you know the home alone to good son i don't necessarily see good son to saw no it's uh it's home alone to saw and home the alone good to son saw. is just a stop in the middle I see, yeah. So it's maybe it's where uh, uh, Jigsaw experiments with murder, but then realizes that, you know, his traps and having a, you know, teaching people lessons and right. getting them to change their nefarious ways is really... Right, so he starts out as, out. He starts out as Kevin McAllister, just a regular, like, like snotty kid who uh, tortures some home invaders yeah then he gets a taste for it and moves on to the good son where he like you know he you know does some like you know more like psychopath crimes and he's like no this isn't for me yeah i still want to kill those are his self-indulgent right he's i still want to murder people but i have to justify it with some sort of twisted morality yeah he yeah he finds a greater purpose and like sort of delusions of grandeur yeah okay i can see that i can see that Although, you know, when I was watching this movie, there was, like, there was, like, something. And, I mean, like, we've all seen something like this where it's, like, you know, oh, no one believes me when I'm trying to tell the other person about this this thing is doing. Or, like, I'm getting the blame for, uh, you know, somebody else's crimes, you know, and they're making it look like I did it. There's a bunch of movies like that. And we also know, like, I'm sure everyone has known somebody, like, a not a murderous child, but some child who like always is getting away with shit and like someone else is getting the blame. Right. But there was a very specific movie that I was like, that this reminded me of, but I couldn't like place it. It was just like right there on the tip and it was something starring adults, but I was just like, what is it? Like there is a movie, like it might be a Hitchcock movie. It might be like some sort of eighties thriller or like early nineties thriller, but there was some specific heights. I mean, it's definitely in that ilk of stuff, right? Like these, these domestic-y type thrillers, you know, uh, from the like late eighty, mid eighties. Cape Fear. You know, maybe that was kind of what it was. This could this could have been Cape Cod Fear. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> it takes place near yeah, Cape Cod or some gen- generic. It's Maine. Does it take place in Maine or Montauk? It is Maine because they yeah. fucking the first dinner they sit down and have together is these giant lobsters. Yeah, they didn't even bother like removing the tails or like no. doing it. It's and he's like, look, this is how you you know 
open up the claws and he's pounding on the table. I'm thinking it's a movie where uh like there's a husband and wife and uh like there's also another guy who's in love with the wife and he keeps making the husband look bad. That's it. That's the one. No. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it did like it really invoke memories of uh, like a a a specific straw dogs. No. No, that's not even the plot of the movie. Um. Maybe unlawful entry. Oh. That could be the one. Yeah, maybe that. I have to watch those side by side again. But... Hold on. Now I really like. It might be unlawful entry. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that one, so I don't really remember if if uh, the Kurt Russell character does get blamed for a lot of stuff. But it definitely has like a similar vibe. I just kind of remember. It's more like a feeling sensation. I kind of remember and recognize. You know. Yeah. Uh, not blown away. No, that's not. I mean, that's not even like the same type of thriller. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at a list. A list of '90s thrillers. Domestic uh, thrillers. Domestic thrillers. Hell, hell of a genre. It really is. I mean, like, it's something I revisit every now and then. Just watch some of the you know oddities from. I have never seen a couple of the big ones. Though. I've never seen Sleeping with the Enemy. I've never seen The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yeah. Single white female, she doesn't really get blamed for stuff. I love how all these lists end with the good son. Like I oh, just really? looked at three lists and they all end with that movie. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Did you um I didn't do any like research or anything, uh, specifically about this type of sub part of it, but like I remember this movie being like very publicized when it came out. But was this movie a hit or was it a flop? I think it was a pretty big success. Yeah. Uh, obviously not big enough to warrant a sequel. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know exactly how you would do that because, spoiler alert, Macaulay Culkin is dead at the end of the movie because his mom th- drops him off a cliff. Well, you could go with the Silent Night, Deadly Night route and have that trauma sort of break Elijah Wood's brain. And have him continue the killings, or the uh, or the or as uh, the the little girl character, the little sister oh, of Elijah yeah. Wood, she takes up the mantle. Like it's, it runs in the family. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. It runs in the family. The good son part and th- two. And this time, someone is trying to warn Elijah Wood that his cousin's a psychopath, and he's like, "No, my other cousin was a psychopath, and he got thrown off a cliff." This one's fine. She's the sweet one. And it's like, no, she's tricking you because she's got pigtails and, you know, she's actually a murderous little child. Yeah, they find her secret room and it's the walls just covered in, like, crude paper mache masks. Yeah. And then, like, uh, there's, like, a shrine with the little, like, the yellow rubber duck in the middle. Right. The infamous yellow duck, the key giveaway that Elijah, or Macaulay Culkin's the murderer. This sounds awesome. Did you now? Okay, so how did you did you like the uh, the scene at the end where the mom is holding on to both Elijah Wood with one hand and Macaulay Culkin with one hand over the edge of the cliff? No, no, like it's you didn't like way too literal. 
Right. We're like, yes. <laughs> it's like, you have to make a choice. Save your flesh and blood son, who is a murderer who also killed your other son, or save your uh, nephew who you barely know. They're literally dangling off a cliff, and it's, it's either left yeah. or right. And also, it's not... Like, it's a very heavy-handed, like, Elijah Wood is, like, afraid to die and is scared right. for his own mortality, as any normal person would be. And then Macaulay Culkin, the, the sociopath, is trying to appeal to his mom's sensibility. He's like, I love you, Mom. I love you. I'm your son. You know? It's like, yeah. all right. Can we just get this over with, please? Like, if maybe, like, if Macaulay Culkin was also freaking out, at that point, like the like, choice like, should have been harder and not right. so obvious. Like if he was begging for forgiveness, like I'm so sorry, please, I don't want to die. Yeah, or I something. didn't yeah. mean it. Yeah, I'm just a screwed up little kid. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Don't break up our family. Yeah, or, I don't know. Yeah, something. it is very, it is very on the nose, like you said. But I also did get like when she actually drops him and it's just the dummy falling down. I audibly laughed and it was thoroughly entertained there's several shots of him falling yeah several so yeah despite despite the fact of it being like in and of itself like in a vacuum a poorly conceived or a too obvious scene like in the context of everything else i did i did enjoy it yeah Um, i also don't exactly know how how else would a movie like this end right right it's kind of there's only really one kind of uh, uh, way to kind of top this off. So, well, he could have like he could have like tripped, and I don't know. There's some things, something where he got hurt or fell on his own, but survived, and then like it ends with him in the mental institute, like manipulating the therapist or something. Oh yeah, see how I would have like preferred this to end was was to see some kind of consequence. Right. For him. And not just like, oh, we killed the monster. Because that's right. not... They're approaching this material like almost as if it is like a, you know, a true crime tale of a of a young sociopath, right? Right. And so it would have been nice to see like less of a movie ending and more of a, like a true to life ending. Mm-hmm. But... You know, what did you think of the? You're gonna say the voiceover at the end? Yeah, the stupid narration that just comes out. Where he goes like, and with yeah, the, uh, Henry's Wood standing in the desert. Yeah, Henry's dead, and we're all safe now. But I always wonder if my, if my aunt had to do it again, would she have picked saving him? Like, what what is the like? I'll that never is not ask, but yeah, yeah. One is just like out of the blue, like where there's been no like voiceover whatsoever at this point and it's a theme that's not necessarily like inherent i mean there's some like level of like what constitutes family you know like uh like because like macaulay culkin goes like oh she she's my mom not yours and then ledgewood goes like no she's like my mom now too because of the connection that her, our parents had and you know now she's she always said she'd always look out for me you know so there's like some level of that but like the like, I've always wondered if she would make that choice again. Like, yeah, that's something I could see you actually wondering in real life, but it wasn't necessarily appropriate to tack on as a singular line at the end of this movie. Well, that's it. It felt very tacked on. Like, yeah. They didn't, either they didn't know what else to do, or they did, like, um, 
you know, test screenings and whatever the original ending was, you know, didn't didn't yeah. work or you know, somebody wasn't satisfied with or like someone's there. like it's like it's like so is Macaulay Culkin dead? Like I don't know, we, did he die? Like we never saw like the funeral. It's like no, you just saw his mangled, bloody corpse get washed out to sea. There's a lot you know? of blood on that rock. Yeah, a lot. It was very yeah. clear. Yeah, that he was dead. What if we'd gotten like? What if there's like a stinger scene like at the end of the end of the credits that we didn't watch of like of his hand coming up out of the water? Oh yeah, just covered holding in, like holding the rubber and, like, and holding the rubber ducky. <laughs> like the um, what am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of the when the Joker, uh, is just gets dropped in the pit of acid. Oh yeah, in his know, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes. Yeah, it would be exactly like that. Yeah, I I I think I would have enjoyed that. Oh, this was a good movie. I liked it. I mean, it's a bad movie and it's a good movie at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it has which are sometimes for sure, which is sometimes like the most fun, you know, because like I, it's not a, it's not really often that I get a kick out of a movie that's just bad. Like it certainly happens, but generally it's just like I'm like the so bad it's good thing doesn't like really work for me. No, um, but when you, when you when you have something like this where it's like straight down the middle 50 50 like <laughs> totally solid and totally bullshit it's a really well made you know as is like well performed as like elijah wood and macaulay culkin's characters are and as well written as those characters are pretty much all the other characters which are all adults from by and large are compl- terribly underbaked no they're all laughable yeah and it's like so you have like these like Two leads doing a great job. Two little kid leads doing a great job, you know, with pretty well-written characters, um, and then just like surrounded by uh, a collage of just like goofballs and like one-dimensional puppets. And I get um, they're kind of supposed to be kind of vapid airheads a little bit, but we can use not... a little bit more direct evidence of that. I mean, even the like the kid therapist is just like not there you know i love uh, the moment the like horror movie moment of where she's like i don't believe in evil and he's like, right you should yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that like she awesome. actually gives like pretty like astute observations for uh, a 90s movies about like how you know how like everyone acts away for a reason you know it's if they're if they're doing bad things it's because they have some sort of you know, there's something down the line that created it. You know, it's not just out of thin air. And then they're like, nope, it's totally evil. <laughs> you know? that, the scene where Macaulay Culkin completely outfoxes her and gets her to violate, like, patient <laughs> like, confidentiality. Yes, is to a child. Magical. Not even to a not even to a guardian, right? but to a child. No. Right, you know. It's just like some kid wanders in off the street and it's just like, yo, so check it, my cousin. <laughs> Who's your patient? Yeah, I'm a little, patient number four three five two. Yeah, he's a little weird, right? Diabolical. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's a big uh, like st- strike against it in terms of like. I think David Morse though is actually pretty fine as the dad. What's so weird is like so you have David Morse who's a like a really solid actor. I mean he's not like amazing, but he's usually like he's reliable, and every t- time yeah. you see him, he's reliable, right? And he's in the movie. But he's, like, the dad, and he's in, like, two scenes. Wouldn't it have made more sense to cast him as the uncle character? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? And the uncle character as the semi-oblivious, also grieving dad? 
yeah, actually that swap would have made a lot more sense because yeah. the the uncle he has much more of a uh kind of all around like sympathetic type right. presentation that would make sense for a grieving father. And then David Morse kind of he can swing back and forth between like uh kind of you know, compassionate and warm, but also mm-hmm. like kind of hard nosed, like combative, right. like he, you know, he plays a, a cop or equivalent in a lot of movies and kind of has, right. he's got that range. So I think that would have worked a lot better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, this is like, this movie's a kind of a hoot. Yeah, truly. Uh, and also just like a fascinating little, you know, piece of nineties kind of ephemera. Like you can see like, you know, the, like the overpass scene where you know he drops uh, the Mr. Highway dummy on right on into traffic into a like a thousand car pile up that scene is really fantastic yeah it's an interest like you said it is like an interesting slice of things because like these movies like these you know like domestic thrillers were so popular for this period of time and this is definitely at the tail end of it of their popularity right yeah cuz like it was like 1989 to 92 was like it's heyday and this is 93 right i think 93 94 so this is definitely this is the talent and it's also like you can see them being like okay how are we going to mix this up we got to do this with kids right yeah you take the biggest child star of that era or of most eras right and you're gonna who's known for like playing the like the adorable precocious uh burglar torturer and you're gonna make him the bad guy you're gonna take elijah wood who is like kind of coming up as a child star make him his foil right and it's just like it's a piece of like studio like even if it was an original idea pitched to them it's like it's it's, it falls in line with something that studio would like cook up out of like how are we going to milk this a little bit more right well the funniest part is that uh macaulay culkin's dad kit culkin who Mm -hmm. is also his manager he sort of uh, kind of blackmailed the studio into uh, casting Macaulay. Right. Like it was the the contract deal was uh, he'll do Home Alone two, but you also have to let him do the Good Son. Right. Put him in this movie. We want to show his range and get him into something different, and then we'll do your you know blockbuster cash cow. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, even like that said, it still seems like, even though there is like that aspect of it, like just on a visual point of view, it seems like, of course, this is the culmination of all these different things. Of course, this would happen, but you wouldn't see it coming at the same time. It's obvious, but it's not, it's obvious once it's there, but not before, beforehand type of thing. Uh, So yeah, it's a unique little like uh, look into a particular time and the level of these child stars, which there's not really like child stars like this anymore that I can think of. Uh, no, I think the last time we had like a big controversy like this was maybe like Spring Breakers. Uh huh. It was like the we, Disney like kids. Yeah, all those girls like being in that type of movie, like making a like a right. hard left turn into. But even like then, like so, like you know, like the like the. Selena Gomez and Zac Efron's like they're famous in, as these like products of 
the Disney Channel, right? Yeah. But they're not like they weren't like singular stars in and of themselves as kid, you know, you know as much. No, right? like, yeah, not like sort of monster like mega stars in the same way. There is a period of time from Home Alone to about like 1995 where Macaulay Culkin is a leading man and he's eight years old. Yeah, and also Me, like a, who like a Jonathan Taylor Thomas, right? Was yeah, in that you could put him in that ilk. Right. Movies were being sold on these names. Yeah, we got this kid right. in it. You want it? You know, and there was like definitely like stuff like that in like the past too. You know, like uh, particularly like thinking like the '30s and '40s. That was a, that was a, those you know Shirley Temple and Mickey Rooney and, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's not child stars like like which is probably a very good thing that there's not child stars like this anymore. Yeah, but I think it, so. It's like it is definitely like one of the last hurrahs for that. Yeah, now they are protected. Everybody sort learned of. all the, the yeah. lessons and everything. Uh, I don't know, but it's like yeah. Then you had Corey Feldman, kids like that in the eighties. You know, uh, yeah. Look how he turned out. Right. Um, I, I I don't know how protected the kids are still, but just the fact that we don't have this type of type of star is probably good for them in in general. All of his child star buddies either ended up dead or like washed Feldman. out uh i think the only one who made it out is uh jerry o'connell oh yeah that's sad man yeah or would you add uh well like will whedon he just kind of quit acting oh yeah you know well he was it, smart like moving into tv and just sort of like yeah hosting. But like he like he I think he made like a conscious effort to be like I don't really want to do this anymore yeah. rather than like he was never like grasping at straws to uh, and he's talked about that where he's just kind of like ah, I made a lot of money I don't have to do this stuff I didn't really I got over it you know um what and whatnot but yeah I don't know anyway that's a little segue there but okay ultimately final thoughts final opinions. Uh, good son recommend yes i would oh, imagine yeah, we're all it. recommending watch, it watch yeah. it twice on sundays yeah uh are you glad that you are do you wish you had seen it when it came out or are you glad that it's now this relic of the past that you saw for the first time now i don't know i think it's always fun to witness things like in real time as they happen because mm-hmm. having that context like it's fun to reflect on but I also am okay with the fact that this is one that I just watched later on in life. And uh, I don't know that it was necessarily like essential viewing yeah. at the time. You know, I kind of feel that if I had seen it as a kid when it came out, I would have thought it was kind of goofy and not, I kind of, I think I would have like kind of like crapped on it, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, also at the time I didn't have a lot of like regulations about what I could watch when I was a kid. So you brought up Cape Fear. I saw Cape Fear when it came out, right? So, um, I would have probably been comparing it to that and things of you know things of those natures, and being like, "Oh, this is just like some bullshit kid version, and it's not very good." Um, whereas as an adult looking back at it, you know, I think I I enjoyed it. I, I'm sure I enjoyed it more now than I would have if I had seen it when it came out. Yeah, I was way more into kids having big adventures versus like i was not you know right thrillers and things like that were something that my parents watched yeah and so i was not 
who knows maybe if i would have been exposed to this at a younger age it would have sent me down like a dark path right you know i would have well been, so like, yeah hanging out in a shed all day and like smoking cigarettes and like uh harassing dogs yeah see i'm sim somewhat similar like i watched all i was like allowed to watch all of these like adult movies and stuff and i still enjoyed kids movies you know but if i was watching a movie about kids i would generally like it to be like yeah more like childly ad child adventure movie or you know something like the rescuers down under which i guess was a cartoon i wanted but, to watch has john connor saving the day in terminator 2 that's what i wanted to see see a lot of times when like kids were doing shit like in adult movies that like were like adult things i like it, it rang really false to me mm. you know like when they when the kids in jurassic park like the little girls like i know how to work a computer i'll save the day like yeah. i was like yeah, shut up you're just a kid or like uh i don't know like stuff like that i would it always kind of like something didn't sit right with me whereas if it was a kids movie like the goonies or something that was fine because it's obviously just like a little kid adventure you know but if it was a serious movie and a kid did an adult thing right better to help than any adult better than any adult you know and in, and now looking back at it like with jurassic park like that one doesn't like I didn't really understand the scene entirely as a kid because I was like, oh, she figured out what the other like Sam Jackson couldn't. I didn't realize it like, oh no, the system was on and he could have figured it out if he was alive. Yeah. And she just happens to be the only person there who knows anything about computers, right? So it works better if that as an individual scene. Totally works fine for me now. But just that kind of that general concept of like, yeah, the, like the little kid doing something better than the adults in an adult movie usually kind of rang false to me as a kid yeah um so it probably that's another reason why this movie may not have worked for me as a kid or i just be like i don't buy this i don't buy these kids doing this stuff and now i'm to i can totally be like yeah whatever but yeah i would 100 percent recommend it uh a lot of fun the good son is a good movie yeah tune in next week for more uh movies where kids tear each other to pieces you're on the trashy movie hour so I guess that probably, unless you had anything final thoughts, that probably wraps up this one, Keith, right? Well, that's it. Good son, good movie. There we go. So thanks, everybody. Uh, glad you're listening. We'll have something, probably crank out something else before the end of the year. We'll see what happens. Uh, anyway, so that kind of signs us off for today. And Keith, what do you always say? Poor Mr. Highway. He's thinking about the end. He's had enough of this terrible life. And until next time, the dumpster is closed. Goodbye, everyone. Show's over. Everybody go back to doing what you were doing. <laughs>